People pay money to see me in a 20 by 20 ring. Gentlemen, the following podcast is scheduled for one fall with no time limit. Welcome back. We're here good. for another edition <laughs> of the 20 by 20 Ring Crew. I am your co-host Joe, and I am here with a man who's back from the muggy weather in Jacksonville, Florida. Our friend Matt. Matt, what's going on? What's going on? Uh, <laughs> I felt like I never, never left. <laughs> It is it is hot as balls here in uh, in the south side of Chicago. Um, man, we just can't catch a fucking break. No, we can't, man. This is this is this is our lives now. Yesterday, I went out on the porch for literally like two minutes. I stepped outside. You know, we got the air on and everything, but uh, I didn't notice until I went outside. It was it was sunny as shit, but it was a torrential downpour. Yeah. For like 15 minutes straight. I don't understand. Apparently I missed that. I was flying in <laughs> yesterday. And I saw just the puddles. I was like, man, you guys got hit pretty hard. So It was fucking crazy. But yeah, uh, it's good to be back. Good to be back. And uh, we got a lot to talk about. Cause it's, uh, yeah, why, why were you in Jacksonville, Matt? Oh, no particular reason. Uh, other than to, uh, to be live in attendance for a little show called Fight for the Fallen. Uh, the third show put on by this little company called All Elite Wrestling. Perhaps we've heard, you've, you heard of them? I think a little bit. We might have just, talked about them. Just a tad. A bit. I don't know. Maybe since <laughs> back in January we were talking. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, this is their third show they put on. And uh, I had an opportunity to score some tickets and, you know, also spend time with uh, with some family as well. So it was, it was a win-win for everybody. And uh, yeah, I was there. I was there at the at the show. Score some tickets or tour some skickets. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not quite sure what we're doing with that yet, but <laughs> that's uh, Joe's filling me in on something him and his daughter do. So I'm, I'm trying to. He's got to bear with me a little bit. I'll, I'll get I'll get better at it. Uh, it's it's addictive. You you end up wanting to do it with like everything all the time. Although uh, there's one, there's one I, I can't, I couldn't say the other day because <laughs> we were playing uh, Super Smash Brothers on Wii U. Okay. And uh, my nephew decided to play as Diddy Kong, and you can't really do that one because it's pretty inappropriate. So <laughs> especially with little kids. Especially so. with little kids. So <laughs> well, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> um. But yeah, uh, let's uh, let's let's get into it here. Uh, episode seventy-two. We are we are here, and uh, as always, in the background, we have wrestling going on. We are currently watching the repackaged Cesaro answering the challenge of one Alistair Black at Extreme Rules twenty nineteen. Um, this match, this match was was. Better than most of well, solid. Yeah, yeah, most of what WWE's been putting out there. 
uh, I was remarking to Matt, you know, Alistair Black's getting this big push, or supposed to be getting this big push. I don't think Cesaro got the memo. <laughs> Cesaro should have toned it down, uh, but uh, and, and made it uh, a little more of a, a, a squash match, I think. Uh, but he he fucking he put the screws to Alistair Black, man. Let me tell you. I mean, Black still got the win. I, I guess that's the most important thing. But uh, it's it's interesting that they chose Cesaro though, because uh, if they're trying to push. Alistair Black, and you know he's got this this whole thing going where he's gonna get this this crazy push, so you expect him to be more doing more squash matches, but you're also repackaging Cesaro, so it just kind of seems to be doing too much at, at one at time. At one time, Cesaro should and, and Alistair Black their their paths probably shouldn't have crossed tonight, or I mean on that particular night I should say. Yeah. Um, because yeah, I don't I don't know if I'm completely sold on Cesaro just jobbing, um, just a job. No, I didn't I didn't want him to job. Right, right, right. But I I didn't want him to do that either. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. I don't know. Um, it just it just kind of seemed like the the wrong opponent uh, for that particular for that for that particular setting uh, at that particular time. Uh, Extreme Rules, they, it took place on July 14th, Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Um, we're not really going to talk too much about it, but uh, if, if you do want to catch it for yourself, uh, you can do that through a subscription via our website, uh, 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash WWE Network. It's all one word. And... Uh, yeah, check it out, and when you when you do subscribe as a new subscriber, you could uh, get thirty days absolutely free. So you can watch current stuff, you can watch old stuff, you can just watch, watch the old stuff, folks. Yeah, <laughs> there you have it. Um, I'm watching Extreme Rules for the first time, so I don't really know much about what's what's going on post uh, post the Alistair Black Cesaro match. Uh, we see the Street Profits doing a random appearance. Uh, they are the current NXT Tag Team Champions. It felt very random. It felt, okay, so it is <laughs> it is that random. Um, I will say this, I mean, can we, can we spoil it here a little bit, what happens? At Absolutely. The end? Yeah. Um, we do have a new Universal Champion. It is not Baron Corbin. It is Lacey Evans. Oh, wait, sorry, I got that, I got them mixed up. It's actually Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Same guy, though. Uh, Brock Lesnar is the new Universal Champion. He cashed in the Money in the Bank uh, briefcase on Seth Rollins in a 13-second main event match. Uh, yeah, yeah. If you want to call it that, <laughs> there, there you have it. So Brock Lesnar's new champion. This company a few weeks ago, you and I talked about it off air. It seemed like things were potentially like maybe, maybe, maybe it gone the right way for them. You have enlightened me with some facts that it was not a Paul Heyman show, that particular show in which they went up 10% in ratings. It was not a Paul Heyman show, but it was rumored to be. Uh, but ever since then, that particular show, which, by the way, a lot of you have gone out of your way and, and tell me, look, WWE is bouncing right back. They're back in the forefront. Look at this great rating they got. And they go back to rely on the same shit that got them in that hole in the first place. Uh, yeah, uh, essentially that's what happened. So you know, it was announced uh, a couple weeks ago that 
Paul Heyman was taking over the production team of Raw. Yeah. Eric Bischoff was taking over the production team on SmackDown. Yes. And that was that. Now, I a lot of people who uh, invest their, their time into WWE immediately just, I guess, decided like, hey... You know, since that has been announced, it's going to happen right away. Mm-hmm. So that was the whole reason Raw's rating went up that week. Because they literally announced it a few days before it happened. And so immediately everybody thought that, okay, Heyman, this is Heyman's first show. It wasn't. It, it He was there. I mean, he, he helped run the show, but it wasn't completely his show yet. Uh, I just think it was a lot of people jumping the gun. Eric Bischoff immediately came out and was like, I'm going to be at SmackDown, but I have a lot to learn. I'm not taking over the show just yet. Right. So, um, for those of you who thought Heyman was already running shit, Sorry, but that's not the case. And, uh, and, and let's face it, guys, guys and girls, um, this is not the first time something like this has happened. And they have one more hurdle to get through, even though they're going to be running those shows respectively. Everything still has to be run by Vince McMahon at yeah. some point. And that's the big, that's the big X factor now. Yeah. Like, how much is he going to let go? Because... According to what's been floating around on the internet, he's starting to real he's starting to realize. Not that he has realized. Mm-hmm. He's starting to realize that maybe their flagship show is a is a little dated. Okay. He's just starting to understand this. He should have been done fucking understood it, you know? Vince McMahon is the uh is the is the epitome of of, of being being filthy rich? Is <laughs> sometimes all you ever need to be because you know I get it. He created this 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 huge thing and all that stuff and WWE WWF whatever. That's fine, but it's not just today to where he's outdated, and it took a lot of you know it took a lot of losses. For him to realize, okay, we got to turn things around. Let's go back 20 years, 20 plus years to, to 96, 97. It wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't like he realized, he was the one that realized wrestling needs to change. It was other people within the company, or, sorry, within the industry that were changing, that were evolving. It was Paul Heyman. It was, whether you want to admit to it or not, it was Eric Bischoff. Yeah. That were revolutionizing the company, or the, sorry, the industry. the industry, and Vince McMahon wasn't on board with that until he was having his ass handed to him every single week. Then it's like, then it's a problem. <laughs> so again, it's not that he's just some old man that's senile and out of touch. The guy's a fucking moron when it comes to <laughs> change. He's 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 a. If peanut butter and jelly works today, peanut butter and jelly is going to work every single day. 
You're yeah. never gonna get tired of him. Yeah, yeah. He ne- he's he's he, he will, he's the same guy that eats pizza every fucking day. You will <laughs> never get tired of it. It'll never get old. You'll never want something different. I I love how you have supporters out there that are quick to like, oh yeah, ratings are back now. They're you know they're coming back. All it takes the, is a week for them. They're coming back to the forefront. But they fail to realize, like, go back and look, like, this isn't something that, like, I'm not making this up, I, you know, none of this. Go back and listen to, for, for one example, listen to Scott Hall tell the story of how he pitched the Razor Ramon gimmick. Yeah. And depending on uh, what footage you're viewing or whatever, he'll tell you. He he went in there talking like he was trying to be Scarface. But the problem is, Vince McMahon don't know who the fuck Scarface is. <laughs> Everybody else in the fucking world, yeah. by 1990-whatever, knew some something about Scarface. He's oh. a part of pop culture. One of the hottest movies from the 80s. But, Vince McMahon doesn't know this. And... He fucking loves... He's... Oh, my God, I love it. This is genius. <laughs> it's, it's so How did original. you come up with... Yeah, yeah. this is so original. How did you come up with it? Yeah. But you, you get stories like that from mm. other wrestlers other than Scott Hall. Right. About pitching gimmicks to Vince. <laughs> and he... Like, oh, yeah. I Let's do it. Yeah. All the while, like, they're just borrowing shit from other places. Yeah. If that doesn't tell you anything about this man and how moronic he can be, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what other proof you need. Again, I mean, I know he's just <laughs> created this huge phenomenon, but you know, and I'm not going to sit there and attack his integrity because I or, or and and his success as a businessman. But you know, he didn't build this company from the ground up. He was handed a pretty wealthy yeah, yeah. company. Yeah, he didn't start from scratch. Yeah. So <laughs> when you're when, when my point that I was making was when you're that rich, you know, and you have that much money to play with, you could fuck up a yeah. lot more than somebody that's starting <laughs> up a company. You could fuck up quite a bit, and that's that's the point. That's the the, the point that I will give to WWE marks. You're right. WWE is gonna be really tough to to beat because they are allowed a lot of fucking leniency because they are WWE. They yeah. could be bad for a very long time. The problem is today is that you have companies out there like an AEW that are beating the shit out of you, and and even though yes they have acknowledged the WWE as competition, it's not the same situation as a WCW. They don't give a shit what you're doing. They just want you. They just want themselves to be the best product out there, and that's really tough to beat because now they don't fall into that trap of, okay, whatever WWE does, we have to outdo them. It's just no, we got to outdo ourselves. Yeah, and let WWE dig their own fucking graves or thrive, whatever, whatever they're doing is what they're doing, and that's a dangerous game because more people are starting to realize, hey, this is a better product. And WWE is just, they keep falling back to the same, the same regurgitated shit. So if he's just now realizing it, that goes to show you how fucking stupid this man really is. <laughs> and how spineless the people around him are. Because nobody's fucking telling him, hey, Vince, we're not doing this. 
We're not doing this. Because, no, who's going to do that? You're going to be out of a fucking job. And, God forbid, you know, you, you have a fucking spine when it comes to the boss. So you're going to let him do whatever he wants. You know what, what Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff are? They're like the equivalent of telling the oldest child, hey, you can tell the kids what to do, but guess what? I'm still mom and dad. I'm still the parent. <laughs> so I overrule you. For the record, I'm going to go on record here. Okay. I'm excited at the prospect of having both Heyman and Bischoff take Control and I'm using air quotes. Obviously, sure. you, you listeners can't see that, but uh, you're right. You're right. They they are the they are the older siblings who have been given quote unquote control, but not really. Right. That's what for, for me and and now for you for sure. That's what this amounts to. So I I'm I'm excited at the prospect, but that's it. Like we can't until something. Uh, substantial and relevant happens with the product that's all we can be because we don't know how much of this is actually going to be able to be put into place and get Vince's blessing you know but uh, I'm excited I'm excited I hope they do uh, let those guys kind of run with shit because quite frankly at this point there's only way there's only one way to go and it's up yeah, you know, like for all intent and purposes, we're watching like WCW 2000 right now. Yeah, oh yeah, that's what oh, it feels. God. Yeah, that's what it feels like. To me. If you don't know how much of a kick in the balls that statement is, twenty x twenty crew dot com slash podcast slash WWE Network, all one word. Check out some shit from two thousand with WCW. Yeah, and that that right there is a kick in the fucking balls. But you know what? It's accurate. It's it's and abysmal, it, man. It's abysmal. And, and and here's the thing: like at some point, again, real quick here, because I'm just, I'm looking at this card and I saw something that really just kind of irked me a, a bit. The 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 whole idea of what WWE is. I know they're an entertainment company, they're sports entertainment. No, no, no. I'm gonna correct you again. They are a wrestling company. This is pro wrestling. What they do inside of a twenty by twenty ring is wrestle. So therefore, a focus, the main focus, should be on the wrestling. So tell me why, Joe, is the first match on the fucking pre-show Finn Balor versus Shinsuke Nakamura? A match that five years ago in the New Japan Cup tore the fucking house down. Or a match that three years ago on NXT tore the fucking house down. Why is that your fucking pre-show that goes seven and a half minutes? I don't know. I don't know. Should have been easily like... 20 to 30 minutes. But Shane McMahon gets 17 fucking minutes. 17. Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, See what I'm saying here? Yeah, no, I get it. And, and, you know, now um, uh, Finn asked for time off. They don't know how long he's going to be gone, but he, he quote, unquote, needs to recharge. And the way they push Nakamura on Extreme Rules, if you listen... They uh, Corey Graves talks about him like he's like he's found his mojo again. Like st- like for all intents and purposes, fucking Stella got a groove back, but it's Shinsuke. I I didn't watch the pre-show, so I couldn't tell you whether that's a legitimate statement or not. But mm-hmm. um, I I have a sneaking suspicion that that's not the case. I, I think more or less. I think Balor underperformed and. 
that's why he's requesting time off because he's fucking burned out. Yeah. You know, you can only go through so much of this shit and and not need time off. Right. Whether it's because of a physical issue or a mental issue. Mm-hmm. So Shinsuke Nakamura. So um, segue here to the G1 Climax, which is happening right now. It's currently happening. 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash NJPW. Uh, you can get a subscription to uh, NJPW World on us. 30 days free, which means you could watch the entire G1 Climax for nothing. For absolutely nothing. nothing. Um, they mentioned Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, Kota Ibushi in his, in his uh, wrestling um, he does he does uh, pay tribute to Shinsuke Nakamura yeah. uh, in the the match between uh, Tanahashi and Kento I'm not going to tell you who wins um, but in that match uh, Tanahashi wouldn't shake Kento's hand at, after the match and it was mentioned that uh, you know not quite yet for Kento and, and it took Shinsuke Nakamura 10 years to get the respect of Hiroshi Tanahashi. Wow. And this is a guy that, you know, again, like this is... <laughs> and, 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 and take Tanahashi out of the mix right now, yeah. how we feel about him personally okay. right now. Okay. Um, but uh, but Nakamura, a guy that went from a company to where you, you spent 10 years trying to earn somebody's respect. Yeah. You know, especially during a time when he deserved that respect. Sure. Um, to a guy that has to refine his mojo on a pre-show. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, just it's it's fucking disgusting. That uh, I mean, to, to say to say the least. And I'm glad that Kenta is having the opposite, is dealing with the opposite situation than Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, although he's not necessarily well perceived in New Japan currently right now. Um, he's not a New Japan alum uh, or, or original. He did not come up through New Japan. He actually wrestled for the the. The other company out there, Pro Wrestling Noah, mm-hmm. uh, and of course he spent some time in the United States. Uh, not the most well-respected Japanese wrestler out there, but uh, he's certainly earning the respect very fast. The G1 Climax, do the first three shows that I've watched have been absolutely fucking amazing. Sweet, uh, definitely, definitely get yourself a, a subscription. It is, uh, it, it's worth every single penny. Uh, I mean, being an international streaming service, the, the, the price will fluctuate a bit. Uh, it is 999 yen, which equals to roughly 10 bucks. Usually, some, usually less, somewhere like 8 or $9. But uh, the best wrestling you, you can get, definitely something to watch. The, the summer of, of New Japan is, is going to culminate with, uh, with with this tournament that, uh, that we've seen. And every single match so far... With the exception of one that involved Toru Yano, the figure, <laughs> uh, has been a, an absolute stellar match, potentially match of the year candidates. Every single one of them have, nice. been, have been absolutely great. So they are living up to to what they what the G one is supposed to be, um, and especially being the this all star cast of, of, of wrestlers, it's certainly living up to that. Um, I also too I like too you know again we always tell you watch the the tag matches because they tell stories I'm really digging this rivalry right now between the Young Lions and the LA Dojo 
that's been really cool to see. Okay. Uh, there's definitely some some bad blood between the two. Uh, <laughs> and you have Katsuyori Shibata on the side, just kind of like grinning ear to ear, because those are his boys, yeah, like Dojo. Boys, yeah. So uh, <laughs> definitely a lot of good shit to check out there. Um, but you, we start off the show. We mentioned uh, AEW Fight for the Fallen. It was their third show, their second in a row that was free. If you haven't watched it. You can go go to Bleacher Report Live, get the streaming service, and you can watch it absolutely free. The pre-show, catch on YouTube. The main show, catch on Bleacher Report. But again, I was there, Daly's Place, uh, in, in Jacksonville, Florida, in the hot, hot heat, uh, humid heats of Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, nice venue. Um, not necessarily meant for uh, pro wrestling, but uh, it's still pretty cool. And it was... Uh, What's interesting is that it's it's a it's a venue inside of a venue. It's actually inside of uh, the uh, the TIA Bank Field in Jacksonville, which is okay. a huge fucking arena, by the way. Yeah. Um, home of the Jaguars. For those who don't uh, don't know, uh, this was a charity show. This was a charity show for uh, for victims of gun violence because of 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 that kind of show. They definitely toned the violence down a bit. Not that they're a major hardcore company or anything like that, but they definitely toned it back to uh, you know as far as make sure that there was no steel chairs or anything like that being used, no weapons of any kind. There was it was a lot of straight wrestling, which was fine. It was a good, it was still it was a good show. wasn't my favorite uh, show in the world, but um, you know I'm, I was happy. You know, I'm definitely was thrilled to be there and uh, they put on a really good uh, really good card and the uh, the next show isn't going to be free that's going to be happening it's going to be all out and uh, they did announce a major match did they they announced a major match which makes me want to go to fork, all out. fork over the extra <laughs> dough not not that I didn't already want to go right right um the Lucha brothers they went. Uh, my partner hasn't seen the show, so I'm I'm gonna try to. No, 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 please. Uh, I, okay, so please. I, can, I can spoil it. Spoil it. All right, Lucha Brothers. They 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 defeated SoCal and Censor, Kazarian, okay. Scorpio Sky. Right, right. That's great match. Good, really good match. Um, but they weren't done. So I did say I did say I, I stand correct a little bit. I did say no weapons. There there was one weapon being used. Uh, after the match, they pulled out a ladder, and they attacked SoCal and Censored with it. And then they proceeded to climb the the ladder mm-hmm. and challenged the Young Bucks to see who the best tag team in the world is, truly is, at All Out in a ladder match. Oh, man. <laughs> so in case you didn't get enough Holy shit. in AEW and AAA in those two matches for the titles, I don't, I don't think this is for a title. I just think this is a straight up out of respect. For respect, Damn. ladder match, Lucha Brothers, Young Bucks, one more time, and what potentially could go down as for me the rivalry of the year. These 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 four guys have just absolutely killed each other this year. <laughs> um, absolutely great show uh, as far as um, setting things up for for all out. Um, you know, we, we did get the official word that, you know, Sean Spears is going to face Cody okay. at All Out. That's officially happening. Uh, we do know who are, who will be facing best friends 
in the uh, the tag team match at All Out for the first round bye. Uh, in what was a three-way tag team match. Uh, it was a Dark Order versus a boy and his dinosaur. I love that name. Yeah, which, <laughs> which is the team of Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus and a team of Angelico and Jack Evans. They were back. Um, they did. Uh, they, they they were kind of disappointing in that match. They, they didn't yeah. do a whole lot to the very end. Weird. Uh, I'm not quite sure why, but uh, we do know that the Dark Order will now face best friends for that uh, first round bye in that tournament. Um, we did get a match that potentially is going to happen at All Out, but it hasn't been officially announced. It w- uh, took place during the Brandy Rhodes and Alley match. Awesome Kong made her presence known, and she made it very clear that she is being, uh, she's on the side or the payroll of Brandy Rhodes. Okay. So she made her presence felt in that match. And afterwards, it wasn't, it wasn't enough. They decided to, uh, put a beating on Alley, or so they thought. And so, another Kong came out in the form of Aja Kong. No shit. They had a stare down, and that potentially is going to happen in Chicago as well. Aja Kong versus Awesome Kong. Wow. Student versus teacher. Hell of a match right there. Um, but yeah, overall, really good, really good card. Um, you know, you had a good six-man tag team match. We got to see Darby Allen live. Every time I can see Darby Allen live... You know, it's 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 so different seeing him in a bigger venue now yeah. compared to seeing him so intimate and upfront personal. Uh, he teamed up with Jimmy Havoc and Joey Janela to take on MJF, Sammy Guevara, and Sean Spears in a six-man tag match. Of course, you had the Young Bucks versus what's now officially being called the Brotherhood, uh, Cody and Dustin Rhodes. That was the main event. Okay. Uh, Kenny Omega versus uh, Shima. That was what got me on a plane to Jacksonville. Um <laughs> Yeah, man, it was it was a good card. It was a good card. I I said it on the, on going into the show. I, I kind of wish Jacksonville would step it up as the fan base is concerned, because uh, it just it just seemed like they were kind of out of it. I don't know if it's because it was an outdoor venue it and could, it's, it's I was hot. Say, it could have been the fucking heat. <laughs> I mean, so that that could be it. But um, yeah, it just it it kind of felt a little. And maybe that's why I I, I I lost points in my in my eyes because it just it felt very uh, tranquil that night. Um, but overall, I mean, this is it, guys. This is this is the last you know this is the last thing. I mean, we got all out uh, in on August thirty first, and then we're pretty much set for for TNT. Yeah, and and uh, they they announced it. They Cody Cody announced it uh, that night. They presented a check. For one hundred fifty thousand dollars to, um, I forget the name of the charity, but for the victims of gun violence. So that nice. was really cool. You know, congratulations cool. to them for raising that kind of money. Um, you know, and, and like I said, the next one is is all out. Chris Jericho was there. You know, he he made his presence felt. He attacked Adam Page, and then he came out again and ran down the crowd. He <laughs> he called them Jerksonville, and then. And, and then he later changed it to a little more inappropriate term, but I'm gonna say it anyways, uh, Jackoffville. Oh, so there you go, Jacksonville. You are now officially Jackoffville. Because um, let's not forget Adam Page versus Chris Jericho for the inaugural title. That's happening all out as well. Again, all that is on August 31st from the Sears Center Arena in, in, uh, in Hoffman Estates, Illinois. Um, but yeah, like it's a uh, here we are. We're we're at that point now. We're getting close to the weekly, um, 
pay-per-view, or sorry, we're getting closer to the weekly TV show, but there's more to it than that. Af- after they presented the check, you know, Cody Cody said something that I didn't think he was going to do, and it, and, and it kind of felt very much like an attack, uh, very much similar to what Kenny Omega did on Twitter. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> and he's... I forget the exact, exact, exact words, but he basically said uh, some long lines. He made the mention about you know booking something on the same night mm. as 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 a cherry show, and that like nothing nothing you do is going to stop you know what this company is all about. Sure. And he said it in a very you know loud and passionate term, and it very much sounded like his way of of. of Kind of stay putting his middle fingers up to WWE for what they did. Now we've talked about it on on this show before. Yeah, we have. I I I'm not gonna get into that again. I don't blame WWE for what they did. Again, if anybody knows how events work, it's not like you book it. You know, weeks in advance. You know, it's usually months in advance. Yeah, yeah. You gotta book the venue. You gotta promote it. You gotta sell tickets. All that stuff. So, I get what he's what he's saying there. Um. It does lead you to question, though, to why, um, why WWE chose that particular night to do uh, evolve the the tenth anniversary show. Because if you really think about it, and you really go back to Evolve One, which this is the tenth anniversary, sure, Evolve One took place in January of twenty ten. So it really wasn't the twentieth anniversary. The real so th- this is where I I kind of agree with the side of AEW because sure Evolve had a show, but it's it's a little weird that you you pick this one to be an anniversary to, to be show. the anniversary show when sure. it really wasn't the anniversary. <laughs> so that's that's the one thing where I can say okay, I I see what you're saying there. Regardless, you know, I, 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 they, they focused on themselves. They did, AEW did AEW, and they didn't necessarily worry about WWE or the Evolve show. Because for those who don't know what we're talking about, we are indeed talking about the Evolve, uh, a one thirty one show that took place on the same night from the twenty three hundred arena in Philadelphia. Uh, the night we're talking about, July thirteenth. Um. And that one was the first AEW. Sorry, that was that one was the first Evolve show ever to be aired on the WWE Network. Keep uh, for those who don't know, Evolve is uh, official breeder of WWE now. They have been for a year or two, I want to say. Yeah, closer to two years. Close, closer to two years. Okay. And uh, they went out there and they put on a, a show at the same time as. Uh, fight for the Fallen. Kenny Omega initially had a problem with it, and it very much sounded like Cody had a problem with it too. But it is what it is. Yeah, I, the show went on without a hitch. Yeah, I, I think, like I said before, I think more or less, you know, depending on who who you who you look to to believe about all this. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're if you're an avid supporter of AEW, you're going to take Cody's side, right? And you're going to understand it from that point of view. If you're a big WWE fan, you're going to take uh, Triple H's point of view from him. Like, hey, look, we booked this shit six months ago. Sure. 
you know, and he'll use that excuse. There's a, a, a really good friend of mine once told me there's there's always three sides to a story, mine, yours, and the truth. So right. uh, that's the way I look at this. You know, there's 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 probably uh, a truth that that happens somewhere in the middle, mm-hmm. but. They would, let's face it, they would be, they as an AEW and Cody Rhodes, they would be fools not to try to take some advantage of what's going on. Right. You know, and get as much buzz about their company as possible. What better way to do that than to call out, you know, the WWE? Yeah, I I mean, not only that too, I mean, look, it's, it's pro wrestling, it's Saturday night. People are going to, you know, you're not the only company that exists. Yeah, you know that's just how it's how it's going to be. I mean, let's look at all out. All out's happening on August 31st, but Which so is NXT UK. Yeah, NXT UK. <laughs> yeah, Takeover Cardiff that's happening. But not only that, but that NXT UK Cardiff show is happening the same day as uh, New Japan Royal Quest. Which is so you know they're which that one's actually closer and as far yeah. as time frame goes because Cardiff Wales and London England are pretty close in, in time zone compared to you know Chicago right um, so yeah I mean that's these things happen yeah these they these, these these things happen and you know you have a right to book whenever you want to book I I I understand his uh, his his animosity towards that company and that's that right there is deserving. Because of how they how badly they treated him, but uh, you know, as Cody's got to realize this, he's won. He's already won, <laughs> and you know, you you're an executive vice president and and top wrestler for one of the biggest companies in pro wrestling right now, which is not even a year old, by the way. Right. So I mean, let them let them have this show, and it wasn't even a WWE show. Right. It was an evolved show. Well. <laughs> Well, I mean, it, it was it was an evolved show that took place on the WWE Network that had WWE guys, and um, you know, as far as that show goes, you and I both watched that. You know, eventually, yeah. Again, twenty three hundred arena uh, in South Philly. That's the old ECW arena. You know, you had a legit gripe. Uh, we're going to go over to that that card now. That main event. Uh, which was for the NXT Championship, Adam Cole defending against Kira Tozawa. But the match before that was Austin Theory versus J.D. Drake in a title versus title match, winner take all. Austin Theory, the Evolved Champion, J.D. Drake, the WWN Champion. Um, you felt that should have been flipped. Yeah. I, you know what it felt like to me? It felt like, like okay, we're going to do this whole Evolve thing. We're going to put you on our network. So we're going to do it. So they do it. And then it was like, all right, let's get all of the evolved shit out of the way. That way we can put the kids to bed and then have our own time. Right. And, you know, and that's what it felt like. It, it felt like they, and with, with no good reason. I guess that's my biggest gripe. There's no, biggest gripe. There's no good reason as to why they did it. Right. They easily could have booked that show differently. They still could have got Johnny Gargano to come out and say thank you to everybody at the end of the match, mm-hmm. but essentially this was like my fucking belt is more important than your fucking belts, and it's like really, come on, uh, this is a fucking evolved show, it isn't an NXT show, so why why couldn't you why why couldn't you let them have their complete glory? 
Right. I just, I don't get it. But if you go back, folks, if you go back and watch the show, that last match, if you take that as one segment and flip it and have the the Austin Theory versus J.D. Drake match last instead, it still works. And it makes much more sense for an Evolve anniversary show. What better way to end the show than with that raucous-ass match where Paul Heyman comes out unannounced, yeah. surprises the crowd, you know? All that, and 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 just the way the match ended too, like it, dude, it was a fucking phenomenal match. Absolutely, title was. versus title, yeah, way more fucking important than Adam Cole making another title defense. I love Adam Cole, yeah. I love NXT, but absolutely, they they booked that show wrong. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Uh, by the way, we were talking about it off air. Got bad news for you, my friend. The WWN, the WWN World Wrestling Network Championship is officially retired. Oh, they did. Yeah. Oh, is, man. That, that was a legit title unification match. Um, the reason why that's, that's bad news, you know, for, for those who don't know, the WWN uh, is a network, World Wrestling Network, is a network of wrestling companies under the name, the, the banner of WWN. So you have the companies that are, that are included are Evolve, Shine, uh, Full Impact Pro, and American Combat Wrestling, as well as past ones that could come back at some point, like Dragon Gate USA and um, Chikara, uh, Style Battle, oh, yeah, Style which Battle. I would love to see them come back, and uh, Viva La Lucha uh, is another one, too. So, WWN is, you know, they, they eventually, back in 2017, they created the WWN. Championship, so you're basically like the champion of the entire, yeah, you know, of all those promotions. Of all those promotions. Of all. Mm-hmm. Uh, this feels like a like a I, I don't I, this feels like a WWE move, but I just don't know how much like I know there I know the evolve I, I know that evolve is the official breeder of WWE WWE, mm-hmm. but I mean I mean I'm assuming Gabe Sapolsky then has. He's the he's the guy that's running WWN and decided to pull the trigger, pull the plug on WWN title two. Because he had, he had to have at least had some significant say so. Yeah, you know, because I mean, it would just it just doesn't make sense to touch that evolved or sorry that WWN title. Um, but yeah, it's that's what they did, and it's it's officially over. So you will not see the WWN championship anymore. Um, at least that's the plan. Uh, Austin Theory unified the belts. He's still the evolved champion. And, uh, wow. yeah. That's, so, that's disheartening. It is. I told Matt before we started recording the, this episode, it's important. It's important that there be two separate titles. Yeah, he can, sure, Austin Theory can hold both. That's great. I'm behind it. But they should stay separate. Or... Unify them, but somewhere down the line, separate them again, because they're the 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 identity away from evolve. It should be very important to independent wrestling, mm-hmm. because now now that that title is defunct or unified into the evolve title, 
you're you're more or less opening Pandora's box to WWE kind of buying all those promotions out down yeah. the line, right? Or rating their talent to the point where they go defunct completely. Um, I know I'm getting ahead of myself here, but now it's a it's it's a real possibility, as uh, to where before it, it it wasn't necessarily like that. So yeah, I'm I'm disheartened. We were. You knew you and I would find something bad. <laughs> I, don't know. I I wasn't trying to. No, no, I I agree. <laughs> no, I agree though. I agree. I agree with everything you said. It is it is disheartening. Um, you know the uh, evolve evolve was a company that you know we could rely on for great wrestling. Um, you know, you get two shows a month out of them, and just you know, you see some of the best talent, not just. You know, you use the term up and coming. Yeah, there's a lot of them are up and coming, but there's a lot of like just legit. They're they're now. They're now. You know, they are the now. back when Zack Saber Jr. was the Evolve Champion, he's not an up and comer. <laughs> if you don't know who ZSJ was back then, I mean, you don't deserve him now, kind of thing. You know, same thing with Matt Riddle. Same thing with Keith Lee. You know, all these guys were were legit talents. You know, Shane Strickland, who I don't even know what he's wrestling under anymore in, in uh, NXT. NXT, he is Isaiah Young, I think. Isaiah Young. Okay. Something, something to that effect. Cool. Good for him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I was actually pleasantly surprised that they kept it, for the most part, an Evolve show and kept Evolve storylines. I was I was just as surprised as you are because I you know you and I had that talk and mm-hmm. we were we were up and you know we were very de- debated about it like shit like what exactly are we gonna get to see and what are we not gonna get to see but no they let they let pretty much everything we got to see yeah you know we we were talking about Era Fox not even being on the show probably. Uh, that's that was wrong. He that was, was he, he was there. He, he won was, gold. Won gold. Him and uh, Leon Ruff of the Skulk. Uh, they defeated uh, the Unwanted Eddie Kingston and Joe Gacy uh, tag team match. It's cool to see Eddie Kingston involved. By the way, yeah, I think he's gonna be good, especially for you know for guys like uh, Sean Maluda. I love his promo work. Man. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Uh, very believable guy too. Very believable guy. Uh, not too familiar with Joe Gacy, but his partner Joe Gacy has definitely, definitely uh, impressed me from what I've seen with them yeah. in the tag team match. Uh, I I never know what to make out of Colby Carino, but <laughs> maybe maybe this is finally what's going to be for him. I don't really think so. He had a match against Baba Tunde on that on that on that card. The young wanted to have a beef with Baba Tunde. Uh, Baba Tunde obviously destroys Colby Carino in like three minutes. Um, but yeah, overall it was cool. It was cool to see Matt Riddle and Drew Gulak. That uh, was very cool to see. See them go at it again. Um, everything, everything leading to the. You're right. The the the. For me, I was checked out after the, the Theory and Drake match. So it wasn't just the you know let the Evolve guys be the Evolve guys. That was the better match. It was the better match. That was the better match, and you know Adam Cole and Akira Tozawa would all do respect because I feel that Adam Cole still. Potentially has match of the year with with his matches with Johnny Gargano. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I just him that match with him him and Tozawa was too random. It was, was nothing. Too, no, it was just another title defense. And, let, and let's let's face facts here. This one right here, this was the equivalent of the NXT Championship being defended at a house show. Adam Cole is not losing this title, right? So there's no 
There's no like. There's nothing on the line for me as a fan. You know you Adam know, Cole's yeah. going to retain, whether it's going to be clean or by some bullshit disqualification finish. He's retaining that title. He's not leaving Philadelphia without that belt. And, and that's that. To further my point, there you go. There's the match was useless. Yeah. It it was. It should. You know what it should have been. It should have been like they did months ago, where they would they would have your NXT guy on the show, but it was a dark match because yeah. they wouldn't allow it on on an evolved show, right. on an evolved uh, streaming. Right. So that's what they should have did. They should have kept it that way. Kept, kept that way, or, or flip it. And, yeah, and just let them have their fucking mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. What's so wrong about that? Jesus. I mean, it, it is evolved's tenth anniversary show. God not... forbid someone else have some fucking. <laughs> Shine and limelight for a change, you know. Well, especially a company that you're you're trying to promote. Yeah, this, this is the reason why they're on the network because yeah. they're an official breeder, and you want people to pay attention to them. They're they're NXT. They're they're the the they're, so NXT is like supposed to be the the show you go to before WWE. Well, Evolve is now the place to go to before you go to NXT. NXT, right? And that's fine. That's. I, I would feel more comfortable if it was just another it was, so NXT is triple A you know Evolve is double A I'm okay with that yeah and that, those are baseball terms for those who don't know um, I'm okay with that if, if that's the case you know you're letting them keep their talent for the most part you're not rating them because you made a very good point you can't rate them too much because you don't want to go too young too soon you have to have established guys on that roster yeah, because, uh, I mean, even if they did go, like, mostly young and, and green talent, mm-hmm. I mean, that's still okay in this situation, but only to a certain extent because, let's face it, what if, if you do that and you go that route, what do you have left to do to the roster? You're kind of forced to bring in guys from the main roster or NXT right. and keep having them on shows to work with those younger guys. Right. I don't necessarily think that's a great idea. I think you have to have a more established roster to be remotely pulling shit like that, because otherwise, it's not going to work. You also you also lose the specialness of, of having that too. You yeah. know, the specialness of having you know Kyle O'Reilly come to evolve and challenge Austin Theory for the title. Yeah, I I love I love that they do that. You know, you and I the moment they. We started hearing about those mm. dream matches. Yeah. You know, Velveteen Dream. They just wouldn't air it. You yeah. know, it's like you had to be there. And now but now they do. And now they do. Now they do air it, which is fine. But it just if you if it have like they it, they shouldn't do it every show. No, they shouldn't. They shouldn't do it every show and that's that's where I think they you know, they would drop the ball if they keep doing that. Um because then they rely too much on that. You know. But not only that, but like when you do have if you are going to spare your talent, for the love of God, every once in a while, let the fucking Evolve guys get over. Because if <laughs> if you don't, then you've done nothing to establish that talent. Yeah. But anyways, um, Evolve 131, overall, solid show. Absolutely. Uh, um, I'm definitely, I, I watched Evolve 132, that was another good show. It was really cool to see Matt Riddle back for the weekend. You know, they uh, definitely a guy that uh, is missed from that company. Yeah, man. It's been almost uh, almost a year since he left officially. Already. Yeah. Fuck. You know, so um, 
but yeah, he's uh, it's cool. It's cool to see. You know, it's cool to see. It's cool that they did it. Um, Evolve One Thirty One is only on the WWE Network. It is not on uh, WWN Live. Yeah. Yeah. So they did not allow yeah. them to air it on their streaming service. Ain't that something? You can't air your own product on your streaming service. Uh, the streaming service that we are talking about, of course, is WWN Live for nine ninety nine a month, ten bucks a month. You can get access to everything that is under the WWN banner. But if you are just looking to check out WWN shows to see if maybe maybe they haven't earned your ten dollars quite yet, that's fine. You can actually go to our website at twenty x twenty crew dot com slash podcast slash fight that's F I T E. And you can watch individual uh, events. events. And uh, if you are a new member, you can actually check out an individual event for free because they they charge ten to fifteen dollars. And when we when you when you subscribe through our website again twenty x twenty crew dot com slash podcast slash fite, we're going to give you fifteen dollars of credits that you can use so you can actually check out. An Evolve show, a Shine show, FIP. There's there's a lot of those shows that are like ten bucks. Yeah. So you could easily uh, at least watch a show and still have money left over from from your the credit. Yeah. So and and of course again, there's uh there's there's a great amount of free shows you can catch every single week. Yeah. Uh, Reality Wrestling, Champion Wrestling from Hollywood, ROH Wrestling, MLW Fusion. Championship Wrestling from Arizona. Yeah. Rocky Mountain Pro is on there. You know, so something to watch for free. Check out, you know, good up-and-coming talent, regional companies, or you know, for Ring of Honor and MLW, of course, they're much bigger than just regional companies. But, uh, but yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a plethora to watch, man. So uh, it was a busy weekend. Absolutely. Definitely a busy weekend, and uh, we're going to – Take a quick time out and uh, halfway pay attention to this New Day match that's about to happen. <laughs> uh, pay some bills. Uh, we'll be right back. This episode of the 20 by 20 Ring Crew has been brought to you by Podcoin. Joe, if you're anything like me, you love podcasts, but wouldn't it be better if you got paid while, while doing it? Absolutely. Fellas, ladies, children of all ages, you can now be paid to listen to us, the 20 by 20 ring crew. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Sit there, enjoy Matt and I, go back and forth about professional wrestling all day, all night. Now, it's not straight out cash. You'll get paid in pod coins, but you can change those pod coins in for stuff like gift cards to Starbucks, Target, Best Buy, what have you. Or... If you're uh, anything not like me, you uh, you can donate those pot coins for, to, charity, to charity. Which so. is, I mean, that's always a good thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So all you got to do is visit us at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash podcoin. That was a little bit of a tongue twister. It is. Again, that's 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash podcoin. And don't forget, use the invite code 20x20pod when you sign up for the podcoin app. It's going to give you 300 free coins right off the bat the moment you sign up for free. And Podcoin is available for both iOS and Android. And you get to listen to not just us, but a a plethora of podcasts at your leisure. And the more you listen, the more money you make. It's that simple, folks. 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash podcoin. 
Get yourself signed up today. Remember, invite code 20x20pod for 300 free coins. And as always, we will see see you in the ring. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you again for hanging in there with us and supporting our sponsors. Once again, thanks to all of you brand new subscribers over there on PodCoin. We truly appreciate uh, all of the listening. Um, yes, thank you. It's uh, It's been a blast. And uh, th- me, Matt and I are going to do something uh, we haven't done in quite some time since, uh, what? November. No- November? Yeah. Uh, we are going to hold uh, another fantasy tournament. Uh, this is something we've been talking about doing for quite some time um we both of i both of us have been fans of the king of the ring event over the years uh good bad or ugly (laughs) and uh obviously our podcast uh to pay a little homage to one stone cold steve austin um so yeah we are having our first ever king of the ring tournament and we're gonna call it the king of kings because essentially that's what we're doing we're taking past all the past king of the ring winners throwing them in uh in a tournament and uh we're gonna discuss to see uh who who's best who is the proverbial king of king there's uh king of the ring for those who don't know debuted in 1985 uh, something that took place uh, throughout the remainder of uh, the 80s. Um, it would come back again in 1991 after taking a hiatus in 1990. Uh, and after 91, it took another hiatus, but then became a pay-per-view starting in 1993. And that pay-per-view went from 1993 all the way until 2002. So uh, it was, you know, 10, well, that's 10 shows, right, in, mm-hmm. in a row pay-per-views uh and then ever since then it was kind of a like a sporadic whenever they felt like doing it uh they did it in 2006 2008 2010 and the most recent king of the ring uh took place in uh, 2015 uh so it's definitely been a few years but uh king of the ring yeah it's it, it was definitely a uh fun tournament I, i'm a huge fan of tournaments i think it's proper too that we do a tournament during a time when uh, we get to watch a current tournament, the G1 Climax, it's happening right now. Uh, tournaments are fun. They're, ter- they're definitely fun. And these were, for for the most part, designed to kind of help get somebody over. Somebody like a breakout guy over. And uh, for the most part, it did, it did its job. So I'm excited. I'm excited to, uh, to look back and uh, kind of do some fantasy booking here. In, oh, yeah. in the span of a tournament so yeah absolutely so we we have uh we have 19 guys to look at we're gonna drop three right off the bat yeah because there was 20 winners yeah there's 20 somebody won it twice yeah. so that's that's already one because you got you want an even 16 yeah you yeah. want an even 16 right. so we're gonna drop three guys right off the bat do you have any uh you have any thoughts on this? <laughs> I, I could tell you. I could tell you one right off the bat that I don't want in it. Okay, and that would be King Mabel. Yeah, Mabel was my first guy. Off. All right. The uh, <laughs> the third guy of the NWO. 
According to Dave Meltzer. According to Dave <laughs> Meltzer. Yeah, you know, um, <laughs> Mabel. Don't get me wrong. Like I get, I get why he worked for the company. He was an attraction. Yeah. You don't get a guy that big who can move well that often. Right. And uh, you know, not that he was a, uh, you know, he was no Bam Bam Bigelow, but. He was pretty agile for his size. Mm-hmm. You know, big 400-plus-pound guy. Um, but for me, you know, growing up as a, a kid, like, just something something just always seemed to get lost in translation for me and Mabel. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, so I, I have three guys already. Oh, that, do you? Okay. All right. And Mabel, Mabel was, was the first guy from the list and, and and the reason why I take these guys off because out of the nineteen guys, they were the least relevant when it came to winning the actual tournament. Okay. Um. And maybe I agree. May, Mabel for sure. I mean, I get it. He main evented SummerSlam that year because at the time they tried to do the whole Royal Rumble WrestleMania thing with King of the Ring and SummerSlam, and it just. It led to a very bad SummerSlam main event. <laughs> it was. It was so, terrible. Yeah, so, I mean, it just... You know, yeah, Mabel for sure, you know, all due respect to him, it just didn't... doesn't really do it for me at all. Um, that was the first guy going um, as far as numerically goes. Yes. That was the first guy. So, that's... He won the King of the Ring tournament in 1995. So, 95 is gone. Uh, for me, I'm going to stay in the 90s. I'm gonna go 1999, and I want I would take off Billy Gunn. Okay. Uh, Billy Gunn, they were really trying to push as a singles wrestler in in the 90s. They say they're Road Dog too. Uh, for me, none of those guys worked individually. Uh, Billy Gunn definitely had more wrestling ability than Road Dog, especially at that point in his career. But it just it never really transferred over to legit singles competitor. I get he had a big SummerSlam match against The Rock, but it was a, a gimmicky match, the Kiss My Ass match. <laughs> I mean, at no at no point do I... And he, you know, he had runs as the Intercontinental Champion and all that stuff, but at no point did I see Billy Gunn as, like, a legit contender in comparison to past or future King of the Ring winners, most future and past King of the Ring winners. What do you think, when it comes to Billy Gunn, what do you think was his biggest downfall as to why his push didn't work? A lot of it, a lot of it initially wasn't his fault because, I mean, he was one half of the New Age Outlaws. He was a member of Degeneration X. But, uh, you know, because of that, because of all those years as a tag team specialist, his in-ring work as a as a singles competitor just never really transferred over. And there is a difference. Okay. And we we've seen guys not have successful, yeah, you know, individual careers. Yeah, it happens. But have been hell of a tag team specialist. I'm not saying that was the case, but for me, that was that was the case. Okay. But but who would your second guy be? Uh, well, Billy Gunn was part of my three. Okay, so Billy, so, so we're we're agreeing with Billy. Unanimous, Gunn. yeah. Billy okay. Gunn's gone. So Mabel and Billy Gunn are gone. Uh, it's just because I like I just I've never liked him at all. Okay. Under any circumstance. Oh, I think I know where you're going. Yeah. Uh, my third guy is Brock Lesnar. Okay. 
That's not uh, who I thought you were gonna go with, but okay. Oh yeah, no, I I can't I can't stand Brock Lesnar. I, I never I never was a big Brock Lesnar fan. Mm-hmm. Um, not even two thousand two Brock Lesnar. No, because he's he's dominating the WWE. Yeah, at no, the time. I get it. Like yeah. he was he was legit to to what they were doing, but and at least showing up at that point. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's, he's again he's one of those big guys. Like he just never did it for me. Okay, so that would be my pick for the third one. So, mine's actually not in the 2000s. Mine's actually in the 2010s era, and that is the 2015 and Bad News Barrett. Bad News Barrett, huh? Uh, I love Wade Barrett or the Bad News gimmick. <laughs> I loved it. His downfall, and he'd be the first one to tell you if you were sitting here right now with us, he couldn't stay healthy. And and yeah, and, and that was a big problem with him. He just, uh, I know I'll never forget the, the time where he dislocated his shoulder, and took that arm where the same dislocated shoulder and just slammed it against the floor and just being pissed off. I remember that. And that just, was that was pretty fucking disgusting <laughs> to watch. <laughs> uh, because it was like again, like fucking again. Uh, and that's that's the reason why I, I I hate Brock Lesnar too. I was never a fan, uh, and I liked I liked Wade Barrett. I thought this guy had had everything to be a future star in in the business, and whether it was WWE or somewhere else. He just couldn't stay healthy, and and again, like my my thinking, my thought process was take somebody that offers nothing to the to the table as or as little to the table. And for me, him winning in twenty fifteen was so forgetful because it's just he just didn't accomplish anything okay because again the injuries the injuries the injuries added up and he just at that point they were really trying to do anything to get this guy over and it just it was not going to work because his body was just not going to allow him to do it so that's that's my thing so I mean we're we're kind of at a standstill here hmm I'm okay without a guy really I, I could I could see either guy go. Uh, you know what? You sold me. We're we're gonna we're gonna go with bad news, Barrett. We're gonna take keep Lesnar in there. Yeah, we're gonna keep Lesnar in there. You know, by saying that, Lesnar might win this whole damn thing. No, he's not gonna win. <laughs> <laughs> Over my dead body, he's yeah, gonna win. <laughs> K Fave has been broken, folks. <laughs> You know, one guy's like, "God damn it, I had money on this." <laughs> it was it was the guy that brought the fucking John Cena, uh, oh. Kazuchiko Okada oh, poster yeah. to to Dallas. So <laughs> whoever did that, you can thank that you that guy for the reason why Kazuchiko Okada will never come back to Texas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so there you have it. There's, there's, we have 16 yeah, guys. Yeah, we have our Sweet 16 already. Do you want to do the honors? Uh, so, our Sweet 16 is as follows. In no particular order, mind you. Okay. Uh, Seamus, Don the Rock Morocco, King Harley Race, William Regal, Randy the Macho Man Savage, Booker T, Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, uh, Brock Lesnar, Tito Santana, Bret Hart, Owen Hart, Edge, Kurt Angle, Ken Shamrock, Triple H, and of course Stone Cold Steve Austin. There's your initial 
16 in our fantasy tournament, King of Kings. As we watch Kevin Owens verbally obliterate Shane McMahon on SmackDown Live uh, from this past Tuesday. We just got done watching Extreme Rules. or No, we're, we're, still, we're still watching, watching Extreme Rules. Yeah. Sorry. It feels like we should be done watching Extreme hey, Rules. <laughs> time, time flies when you're not paying attention, like I said earlier. Uh, yeah, we are watching WWE Extreme Rules 2019, or, well, half-ass paying attention to it, but, uh... He has Vladimir Kozlov. He has the bull, remember, from, yeah, uh... Yeah. uh <laughs> like, literally, anybody but Shane McMahon. Uh, for those of <laughs> for those of you... <laughs> <laughs> So for those of you who uh, are not understanding what we're talking about, or, uh, during Extreme Rules, Kevin Owens on SmackDown previous to this cut a promo on Shane McMahon stating like, hey, there are a plethora of guys on our roster who could easily be taking the time, your screen time. Right. You know, where in, in, instead of you fighting all the fucking time or, or having all this camera time, and it sucks. Like, the fans don't want it. We don't want it. Everybody's frustrated. Like, please stop wrestling. Uh, so Dolph Ziggler got on social media and was like, pretty much like, I'll accept your challenge. So added two extreme rules, we have Kevin Owens versus Dolph Ziggler. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert, the match is already almost over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the official time was 17 seconds. Yeah, 17 seconds. So it, it actually it, it barely beats Brock Lesnar and <laughs> Seth Rollins by four seconds. Man, talk about a fucking faux pas, man! You got two two matches during the night that are less than a fucking minute. That's horrible. And this one, like out of both of them, you're like, damn, like this has a lot of potential. Yeah, I want to see Dolph Ziggler versus Kevin Owens. Let them let them go. Anyways, but. Um, Back, back to what we're doing. Back to the King of Kings tournament. <laughs> so there you have your initial 16. And uh, what we're going to do this time, uh, which is something different than we did for our Survivor Series tournament back in November, which you can catch all of those episodes on uh, our website over at 20x20crew.com. But uh, with the Kings, King of Kings tournament, what we're going to do is we're going to run these 16 guys through a randomizer, courtesy of random.org, where everybody, everybody, literally everybody that uses the internet goes for random numbers. <laughs> and with that said, I'm going to pull it up now, and we run, we run the numbers 1 through 16 through the random sequence generator, mm-hmm. and we come up with our brackets. Okay. All right. So, the first matchup is going to be, <clears throat> drum roll please, Booker T versus Triple H. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you set that one up. I did not. You set that, that one up. It came out just as is. Booker T versus Triple H. B- Booker T versus Triple H. Now, now before we, I, feel, I don't remember if you said it now, before we, we said things, before we do anything else though. Uh, because that's an intriguing match all okay. on its own. But just like in the, uh, the Survivor Series tournament we did, okay, uh, we're going based off of the year in which they won. 
Exactly. So there's there's one definitive winner per year. Right. All right. So yeah. So we're we're talking 1997 Triple H in, against uh, 2006 Booker T. Okay. All right. There you have it. <laughs> Our second match for the King of Kings tournament is Sheamus from 2010 taking on 2001's Edge. Interesting match, okay. Yeah, right? Sounds interesting. Our third match is the legendary Blue Blazer himself, Owen Hart from 1994, taking on 1988's winner, Ted DiBiase. Our next match in this tournament is going to be Don the Rock Morocco from 1985. He will be taking on the one and only King Harley Race from 1986. I'm intrigued by that one. Yeah, so am I. Especially since uh, Harley Harley wanted to do the King gimmick because of this. Yeah. Like, that was the whole reason he became King Harley Race. He wanted to just keep rubbing it in people's faces. Uh, our next match, uh, our, the fifth match in our tournament is going to be <clears throat> 2008's winner, William Regal, taking on 2000's winner, Kurt Angle. Ooh. Yeah, I'm excited about that. That's one. a wrestling match, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. See, even the even the random.org knows. <laughs> With the sixth match in the King of Kings tournament, you have... The 1996 winner, Stone Cold Steve Austin, taking on, holy shit, it's a repeat of WrestleMania in 1991's Bret Hart. Wow. There you have it, man. <laughs> I, that's that's so intriguing because that's a different Bret Hart that he faced. Yeah, it is a different Bret Hart. That'll be, that'll be definitely interesting. I'm intrigued by that one. Match number seven is going to be... My favorite person, Brock Lesnar. <laughs> A.K.A. the winner of this tournament. Please no. Is that a spoiler? <laughs> As Paul Heyman would say. <laughs> Taking on uh, 1998's winner. No shit. Ken Shamrock. That's who I wanted to see him fight. <laughs> I was, I, that's that one right there. Well, rand- sure. random.org is reading your mind. <laughs> uh, and with our final match... In the King of Kings fantasy tournament here, we have the 1987 winner in Randy the Macho Man Savage taking on Tito Santana from 1989. And there you have it. Those are our brackets. Any match stands out to you right now? Man, dude, I'm I'm excited at Angle and... um, and Regal, that's for damn sure. Um, I I legitimately hate Brock Lesnar. If you know, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, if you know me, I I legitimately don't hate a lot of things in this world because hate's such a strong word. It is. I can't. I just no. Me and Brock Lesnar, I can't. I, I'm I'm telling you right now, my vote is for him to lose. <laughs> well, that's a spoiler. <laughs> For for next week's episode, so, 
So what we're going to do in the upcoming weeks, uh, we are going to uh, we're going to fantasy book this tournament. Absolutely. Uh, we're going. You guys are going to tune in like you always do, and uh, thank you so much for doing that. By thank the way, you. thank you, thank you. You're going to hear us talk about what's going on in the wrestling world, and then to to top it all off, we're going to get closer and closer to the King of Kings uh, tournament winner. Um, throughout the upcoming weeks, I'm excited. I'm excited. The first round alone already has hell yeah, dude. A good amount of, <laughs> of, of really interesting matches. Again, Stone Cold versus a younger a younger Bret Hart. Bret Hart. Yeah, uh, definitely uh, something that uh, would would be extremely interesting. Booker T versus his nemesis in Triple H, but yeah. a younger Triple H. A younger Triple H. Right? Uh, does Booker T get buried? this time around <laughs> what do i mean by that i don't know <laughs> as as we mentioned joe mentioned earlier of course we got kurt angle versus william Rigo. easily your two best mat wrestlers oh, on this in this tournament you know um brock lesnar versus uh versus ken, ken shamrock, shamrock. I, I get this is pre-mma brock lesnar but uh this is a younger Brock Lesnar versus a, a Ken Shamrock that was on his game yeah. in 1998. Oh, yeah. uh, definitely a guy that should have been world champion someday. Yeah. And that's his fault. Why it, he's it, not. It, well, yeah, it is. It is his fault. <laughs> uh, as well as so much more on this card. Uh, I'm excited. I'm really excited to uh, yeah. to break this down. But uh, you got to give me time to, to go through and, and, and absolutely, predict yourself. Absolutely. At least we got our bracket set. Again, uh, once again, thank you to random.org for the random sequence generator. Uh, please take the time and go visit random.org and, uh, for all your, your random needs. <laughs> and while, we're at, while you're at it, Write down these brackets. Who you got? Who is your king? Absolutely, of king we're gonna post them uh, on social media. Yes, we'll we'll uh, we'll clue all you guys in, and uh, please let us know. Let us know your your thoughts and um, uh, yell at us for taking the wrong guys out of the tournament. <laughs> But There's yeah. got to be some Mabel fan out there. Oh, man, I'm sure there is. I'm like probably going to hear it. Mo's gonna, he's going to be mad at you. Yeah, right. But, uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for the show this week. Uh, we wanted to kind of keep it short and simple. Yeah. Um, we got a lot of uh, fantasy booking to do and uh, very little time to do it. Yeah. So, uh, once again, we just booked our opening round of the King of Kings tournament, which we're going to fantasy book for the next couple weeks here. Please don't forget to tune in for that. Uh, you can find us <laughs> as we see Kofi Kingston throw pancakes to the crowd. Uh, you can find us on the interwebs there. Uh, 20x20crew.com is our home on the web where you can find all of our past episodes, including our Soul Survivor tournament that we fantasy booked back in November, which was super fun to do. Yes, absolutely. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're going to post the, the King of Kings brackets on social media. You can catch them on Instagram, Instagram.com slash 20x20crew, Twitter.com slash 20x20crew, where you can also tweet, hate tweet us about why Mabel should be in this fucking tournament. <laughs> uh, we're available on Facebook, Facebook.com slash 20x20crew is our official Facebook page. But if you want to sit and talk wrestling with Matt and I, 
please visit facebook.com slash groups slash 20x20talk, which the brackets will also be posted there as well. Um, we are on YouTube, where we normally do all of our fantasy booking. Uh, we're making an exception this time uh, to cater to all you lovely fans over on PodCoin. Thank you again, PodCoin, for having us and uh, helping us grow. But, uh, yeah, we, uh, we are available on YouTube, where we host the following contest, which is where Matt and I fantasy book uh, usually. Uh, you can find more information in uh, previous following contest episodes over on our YouTube channel, 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash YouTube will get you there. Uh, and uh, please, any questions, comments, or concerns about uh, King of Kings or otherwise, please come holler at us through email, 20x20crew at gmail.com for the time being. And uh, I think that's about it, right? Did I miss anything? No, just want to give a special thanks to uh, again our sponsors every Thank week for, for taking care of us. Uh, 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash GameStop slash raise slash brown paper tickets for all your needs for, for gaming, for tickets, for gift cards. You can check us out on our website. That, again, 20x20crew.com is our source for all of that. Uh, thanks again for everybody that has, has tuned in. Uh, I want to send my thanks to PodCoin for just the opportunity to put ourselves out there. Thank such, you, guys. Such a great platform. Uh, so appreciative of that opportunity. Thanks for all the new listeners. Thanks for all the old listeners. Um, and thanks to my partner for another great week. Uh, you guys have been absolutely fantastic. We've been Matt and Joe. And until next week, we will see, see you in the, the ring. ring.